Hey, it's Alana. And Jacqueline. And here you are for another installation of Black Black and Yellow. Yellow. And if you listened to our podcast last week, you know that we were talking about the most desired and the most dateable in our U.S. Online dating world. Yeah. And we know that Which I think bleeds into general dating. Agreed. Yes. And we know that research shows that Asian women are the most desired or i.e. the most dateable demographic within the United States. That leads me to then talk about the least Least desirable, least dateable uh, categories of people in the United States. And it's actually a tie. That tie is between Asian men and black women. We are the least desired in the online dating community. We're going to talk about why. Yes, let's dive in. So just to just to start out, uh, Asian women... Blah, I'm so sorry. Asian men uh, get the least response of any other dating pool, of any other male dating pool online. Black women get the least response of any other female dating pool online. Um, Asian men reach out to and message Latino women the most. And it's generally black men that reach out to and message black women women. the most. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't really... Black women either are forced to date black men or they have to cross racial lines, which doesn't exactly hold favorable results for them Mm -hmm. for various reasons. Uh, Whether it is our appearance, whether it's the fact that our bodies are too voluptuous, we are too oversexed in the media, whether our hair is not desired, which yes, I did say hair because that is a big factor that comes up again and again and again. When talking about uh, black women, black women and our desirability, whether it's our temperament, the fact that we are often looked at as aggressive, pushy, loud, domineering, too strong. Um, These are all factors that tend to work against us. So we're going to talk about Asian men first and then we're going to talk about black women second. So in terms of Asian men A lot of why they're not viewed favorably is because, A, I think the media portrays them in a less than favorable light. I also think they don't portray them enough at all, period, that Asians in general are the least represented ethnicity in media, in movies and television. And then Asian men are like less than 1% of that category. Right. And Asian men in the media do not get a fair shake. No. And not at all. And when they do get represented, you know, it's the it's the it's the foreigner, it's the kung fu fu guy. It's I mean, we did a whole uh, Asian stereotype episode if you guys remember. Um, It's the nerd. It's the it's the tech guy. It's the comic foil. Yeah, it's the best friend. It's the weird guy. It's the awkward guy. But it's never the romantic comedy lead guy. It's never the never sexualized. Never sexualized. Never someone that is going to be desirable or wanted, and that bleeds into. Dating. Yeah, that bleeds into our outside world. Definitely. When you look at these tropes, uh, Asian, the Asian ethnicity is the most feminized ethnicity that we have in the United States. And then you have the complete polar opposite with Asian men. Right. It's sort of interesting that the feminization of the Asian culture works for women, does not at all work for men who are often very much emasculated and feminized in the media. Um, it's very bizarre. Yeah, we never see an Asian male 
love interest that um, has sexual pinings at all. No. And I mean, you you have like, I mean, Lust Caution was one. I don't know if you guys ever seen that, but yeah. I mean, it's very intense. And that obviously is like more of a of the like China and Hong Kong scene doing their own movies. Mm-hmm. But as far as America goes, they are never represented in any way of that form. I mean, I think the only representation that's coming to mind in terms of a a male lead Asian actor that's viewed in a somewhat desirable light would be My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the the yeah. male lead on My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. But even so, I don't necessarily think that he's viewed as a... Um, complete Asian? Yeah, a complete Asian or a <laughs> desired sexual being. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I do remember, though, however, as a child growing up and watching, watching Rush Hour. And oh, when yeah. Jackie Chan gets that super hot Latina cop... They like, do you remember that? A little bit. A I little remember bit. being like, yes, like go Jackie Chan getting the like sexy, curvy Latina woman in the movie. And that was awesome. That was like, that's my first memory of like, of, of an Asian man getting a woman maybe far beyond his league or of any like, that's not, you know, that's not going to be. It's, it's going to be completely opposite of what you would would have thought that he got. Agreed. Or I also can remember in Queen of the Damned with Aaliyah and Jet Li. I mean, he was her her romantic interest, but he only got really like a peck on the cheek. He didn't yeah. get like a lip kiss. He didn't yeah. get a makeout scene. It was just like a little peck on on beautiful Aaliyah's mm-hmm. face, and I, that's it. And also, a lot of um, YouTubers, like a lot of famous YouTubers now. Like just kidding films and they are um, they are dating a lot of women not of their race. Um, True. It's super and it's awesome. Definitely. But I do think that Asian men don't get a fair shake when it comes to their representation. And I think a lot of that is because I don't know if we don't want to see them as sexual beings or we're just afraid to to promote that sort of sexuality. Yeah. Because America has a problem with interracial dating on screen yeah as it stands i think that's without question and i think if they do want to put an asian as far as making it they'll make the girl asian and then the guy something else yeah right more than anything you'll hardly get the asian guy to be you know part of the interracial couple as as, as the dude and then the yeah and you know and in online dating platforms the treatment of asian people is very gendered women get really positive treatment obviously they're heavily desired Asian men, on the other hand, sort of get the short end of the stick. And physically, they're not, you know, the biggest build. They're not I guess, this yes, that, part of it is that. Part is, of it is that. I can see that can be a factor that they're generally not going to all average, um, on average, be six foot one. Um, right. And in our Western world, we do value a height. Yes. We do like tall men. That's a factor in a lot of women. We do like a really masculine body type, i.e. lots of muscle, Facial hair. And not a lot of men can grow. It takes them like 40 years to grow a nice beard. You right. Know? We want to feel protected with the guys yeah. that we're with. And if someone is of a smaller build, the, the idea or the assumption is that we can't feel as protected or right. as safe with them. Which, which I think is crazy. Right. I think it's stupid. Right. But I think there's also something to be said about the fact that Asian men aren't necessarily perceived super uh, positively 
I almost want to say like in in their country, it's a very patriarchal society. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. So I think that Western women get afraid of that and think, oh, well, if it's patriarchal in their society, they're going to expect the same thing within a Western relationship. And I need to run from that because I'm a strong, independent, ambitious woman. I don't want to be held down by a man. Yeah, that could definitely be factoring in their decision making of whether they're going to be attracted to an Asian man or not. Um, I think period, they just, there. no one ever really sees Asian men as super attractive in general. I don't know what that's all about. Makes me sad. So you're saying like you think that our Western world doesn't find Asian men to be aesthetically pleasing? Yeah. I don't, I, over, over, like first, like when they think of like, if you put a like a line of guys you know, the yes. Asian man isn't going to come in first. No, definitely not. Definitely a white man not. is going to come in first. And I would dare to say a Latino man would be second and a black man would be third, I think. Right. Surely based on I mean, physicality alone. And I think that our Western women, I think that we like men that are super masculine. Yeah. And I don't know if that is something that Asian men give off right off the bat. No, definitely. I don't think we get, think we get no, that. Even as an Asian, Asian woman, I, I don't get that right off the bat with, with a lot of uh, Asian men in general. Which is so crazy because I play on a dodgeball team and a lot of the people on my team are Asian men and they are super hardcore athletic. They're not passive. They're not docile. They're actually quite the opposite. They're fierce dodgeball players. Mm -hmm. They're great team members. And um, they can play some fucking dodgeball. That's for sure. I find it interesting. The same characteristics that you get with an Asian woman, like docile, submissive, sweet, nurturing, quiet, not going to like cause a stir. You kind of get that with Asian men a little bit as well. Yeah, but it's just so weird that those fact those qualities aren't um, they aren't positive qualities, right? Like if when you, you will, right. like they're not viewed in a positive light. No, because yeah. no one wants a like a docile man. Everyone everyone wants a a strong, you know. For sure, but that doesn't mean that Asian men, even if they have a small build and aren't that tall, that doesn't mean that they can't be masculine. That yeah. doesn't mean that they can't take care of you, be a head of household, no. fight for your honor. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. I mean, I, I also I, I, I want to say that the media and pop culture has a lot to do with this because we are influenced so heavily a window, by sure. media and pop culture. And the fact that they don't want to portray men as Asian men as any of that really bothers me. Yeah, I mean, it really does. And even the pilot, like, there was this pilot called Selfie, um, and hmm. John Cho was starring in it. Oh yeah, and it got canceled in like in a couple, just a couple episodes. And that was like the first, uh, the first pilot that had an like an Asian leading man as a love interest. Hmm. I want to say. I'm sad I never got to watch uh, it. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was cool. I watched it. Um, and it got canceled. I guess what's so confusing to me is and he's handsome. You have two extremes for Asian men. You have the funny foreigner, the uh, effeminate comic foil, or you have the kung fu fighter. And to me, like the kung fu fighter is a trope that I would assume is extremely masculine, extremely strong, extremely built, and can keep you safe. But yet, somehow, even within that, there's no sexuality attached to mm-hmm. that. It's just purely the the, the art of fighting yeah you know and in my research online and in finding what women found attractive about asian men it was more about what they could do 
versus what they looked like. So I read a couple of responses from girls basically being like, I like dating Asian men because they can make great kimchi. And I was like, huh? That's Mm. kind of strange. Or Asian men can cook really good Asian food. And I love Asian food, but it wasn't ever like, I like Asian men because they're smart. They are hardworking, diligent, capable. Uh, they have a strong belief in family and the family unit. It was right. more of what they had, what they could offer, what they could offer. Yeah. Or their interests, if they seemed to coincide with the girl's interests. Right. K-pop was one that kept coming up. Interesting. A lot. And I think that maybe also to bringing up K-pop, there is a, what's it called? A man girl? Lady boy. A lady boy trope as well that i think doesn't help asian men in our western dating yes society because well in their cultures they view that as attractive and 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 handsome and beautiful whatever it is it works in their in the in their culture and then you see some of them come over here and they look just like that and I like I don't find that attractive and I'm from I'm from here you know can you explain what the lady boy is because I'm a little bit in the dark it's essentially well it's these these boys slash (laughs) men that are very feminine but they don't go any like they don't do any like sex change Okay. They're just feminine and like I know in like Thailand and Malaysia there's like shows like ladyboy shows and okay. like you can touch them and stuff and then you have to pay. It's very interesting. Huh. Um, or they'll grab your hand and like put it on their bodies and then you get charged. It's actually like pretty funny. They like kind of troll you. Okay. Uh, I've had friends that went through it and uh, and it's something that in those cult- in those countries that they're they're into that. Got it. Like they like that. Like it's attractive. So what I'm hearing is that they are men with very feminine features yeah like they dye in japan or even in korean k-pop they dye their hair they paint their nails they wear eyeliner you know and they're they all kind of have this same generic look like very korean you know silver hair blue hair orange hair it's very like stylized almost like anime looking um and that's fashion that's popular that works there yeah but you don't see any of our Western women vying for those Mm. kinds of guys. Here, yes. Got it. And that's where I think it doesn't help because you have one look that's working in certain cultures and they come here and they don't necessarily change their look Mm -hmm. um, or they don't necessarily do anything to maybe improve or something like that, you know? Right. And I think it then continues to perpetuate that, that stereotype. Yeah. I mean, it makes me sad because if you think about it, like these great qualities that we assign to Asian women, Asian men have just as well. Yeah. But somehow Asian women are looked at as, as, as yeah. And maybe for me personally, like I think I am a very opinion, like strong willed. I have very, uh, an open, like a big mouth. And I like to say when I'm, I don't have much of a filter, like Mm -hmm. I'm loud, I'm fun. But I mean, I also have those other qualities, but the generally that's what you get from me. And I think like in my experience with Asian men, I've had I it, I've I've experienced those qualities of like the submissive and the quiet and the maybe not so taking charge. Right. And and I, like I don't like those qualities. Like those aren't attractive qualities to me. Got it. So I wish I could throw in my two cents and be like when I got hit on by Asian men, but I've actually never been hit on by an Asian man. Weird. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe they're intimidated. Oh, Hopefully please don't not. bring up the I word. <laughs> Don't bring up the I word because I, that so, is a word. It's so interesting that black women always 
not always, but more than likely, get the whole like they're oh, intimidated yeah. by you. I don't understand what that's all about. Well, black women for so many years, we have never been portrayed equally, justly, or fairly in the media. Ever. As well, yeah. Ever. Uh, we've always been portrayed as sort of one-dimensional characters, a very one-dimensional stereotype that then seems to bleed over into real life. Mm-hmm. I mean, intimidating is definitely a word that when I was doing research for this podcast, that came up a lot as to why black women are not desirable online. Because they're intimidated by you guys. Intimidating. We're domineering. We're loud. Our... For some people, our dark skin is a turnoff. For some people, the way that our bodies are built is a turnoff. Um, And I think that black women have had to fight tooth and nail for just equal representation for years. And we still haven't gotten it. You know what I mean? So I think that that's a a beginning of why we are looked at as not desirable uh, catches as girlfriends Mm -hmm. online. Because... Mm -hmm. For so many years, we've had to fight tooth and nail against these negative stereotypes. But even in our fighting against negative stereotypes, they seem to only reinforce stereotypes. Yeah. So even even in our fighting against the angry black woman trope, even if we're fighting tooth and nail to say that's not accurate, we're not all like that. Even within that fight, there's always going to be someone that's like, oh, but you're fighting this trope, so you must be an angry black woman. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. um, I've never delved into online dating, but to prepare for this particular podcast, I would hop on my friends' phones who were on dating sites, be it Tinder, Plenty of Fish, eHarmony, OkCupid, Match.com, Bumble, Plenty of Fish, like you name it. I didn't realize there were so many platforms out there. I didn't either. I had no idea. It was yeah. fascinating. I, I I stumbled upon East Meet East. Oh, which yeah. Is just for, I was telling you about that right before we started recording. Yeah. I was shocked. It was like, it was really cool because I was like, this is great for just Asians if they want to meet Asians. Yeah. And um, I almost signed up, but I didn't do it. Well, I know there's black people meet, which is meant for black people to meet other black people. I have one friend that's on it, hopped on that site and was surprised at the amount of white people I saw. Like, wait, I'm whoa, sorry. what? OK, yeah, it's, I thought it's designed for black people to meet black people. But yeah. you saw a bunch of white people, I saw a lot of white people that were interested in, in black women. Oh, that's great. Which I thought was amazing. Yeah. But then hopping on to more mainstream dating sites like OkCupid, like Plenty of Fish, like Tinder, um, I was really, really saddened and also very happy that I never have that I have never been on these sites because I was shocked at the amount of people that said, no darkies, please. Not <gasps> interested in black people. Black women need not apply. Like I was floored. I had oh, no idea my goodness. that online dating was as racialized oh, as they, it was. Oh, they get straight to the point. I had like, no clue. And I was so, and I, in those moments, I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, I am so happy that I don't have to do this to find a mate because typically black women don't find mates on those sites. Like, we have to still do it the old-fashioned way and go out and just go to bars and whatever and meet people because... Online dating is super unkind to us. Hmm. Um, 
And I had a friend essentially tell me that before I hopped onto her profile. Like, and is she? F- is she? She's not. Oh, she's she's not. white, but she has seen a lot of those. Like for certain. Oh, so she was just warning you, like, yeah. hey, she watch was out. basically <laughs> like, hey, I know that you're doing this for fun and for research. For but a podcast. you might get emotional. Yeah, like, and and she was definitely right. I was super floored at just the amount of people that were like, yeah, no, dark skin wow. don't apply. I don't like aggressive girls. I Jeez. eat black girls. I don't like nappy hair. <gasps> that was one that came up a lot. Oh my God. Exactly. I found it I'm extremely shocked. problematic because I found myself going through these profiles going, what is it that you don't like about black women? And the answers were varied. The answers partially were personality based. I don't like loud women. I don't like domineering women. I don't like angry women. That's all sort of code for black women (laughs) or I don't like thick and curvaceous girls. Mm. I like girls with straight hair. I don't like girls with alternative hair looks An alternative hair look would be something like braids or uh, an Afro wearing your hair, just natural. I thought that in 2017 we we've come so far with as, as popularized as natural hair is with as popularized as braids are right corn rolls whatever I was really floored to see that these qualities that I have always thought make black women beautiful are something uh, demonized and that is actually unattractive to a yeah, lot of people exactly I I don't know I just it's hard to wrap my head around and there was really no good answer that I could find as to why black women weren't desirable other than the fact that we've just gotten such terrible portrayal in the media. Yeah. And like we just said a bit ago, like pop culture in the media that, that does offer a window into um, what people are desiring nowadays. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it's a reflection. For sure. Definitely. And I guess our perceived strong personalities and hard work ethics and our bodies and our hair, they're just not viewed as something, something to be desired desirable, or something that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, which is def- definitely deeply saddening. It me. is. Just because it left me wondering, well, where do, we, where do we go from here? How do we right this wrong? And the answer I could find was we just need better media portrayals of us and of our beauty. Yeah. Well, and I'm hoping that as America becomes more diverse, which mm-hmm. it only will. I mean, there's there's been over 15, I was researching about this, and there's over, there's over there's been a surge in how many immigrants have come from Asia and, and the Latinos. There's only been a rise in how many immigrants immigrated here, and it's only going to keep rising. Yeah, definitely. And America's going to be very diverse, at least the coasts, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think within that, we will see a lot more interracial dating. And I do see a lot more interracial dating now than I ever did before. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm, what you're saying, it's still absolutely out there and it's true. But the fact that that's even happening more and more, like seeing, I, the other day I saw a black woman with an Asian man and I was, I was like, I, I almost wanted to walk up to them and be like, yeah, <laughs> like, keep, keep get doing, it. get it, keep doing you guys. I love this. Like, can I get a picture? Like, I almost was like, go like, that's awesome. Definitely. And I'm, I'm like pleasantly surprised by that. So, but the fact that I'm even surprised anyways. No, I mean the fact that you're surprised is don't judge it. It's telling. Yeah. Like, you, I mean, it's, it's not a surprising thing, but I think that 
it's definitely we can only get better and go up from here. yeah yeah um because i think that between researching both why asian men are not desired and why black women are not desired i think that for both of them the answer that i arose that, that i came to was the fact that neither one are super valued mm. in our society mm-hmm. um asian men like we just just described like if they're not the comic foil the constant foreigner or fixing our computers they're just not that valued right black women it's the same thing we've never been portrayed fairly uh in the media in the news we still have to fight for equal treatment for equal rights uh our bodies are always coming under fire whether Mm -hmm. we're too Mm -hmm. curvaceous our butts are too big our skin isn't the right complexion of dark skin our hair which is still a thing nowadays in 2017 which for some lines of work natural hair is viewed as unprofessional and sloppy uh just look at our our u.s military that has standards of appearance and natural hair is not viewed very favorably in fact it's viewed quite the opposite it's viewed as unprofessional and totally unfavorable um but how and, and i found myself wondering how does this affect our young women who are they're just girls at yeah. the end of the day like right. our young women who are trying to find their next boyfriend acceptance yeah you're talking about self-acceptance i'm trying i'm talking about a boyfriend but like <laughs> they go hand in hand girl but how are they supposed to value themselves when our media is telling us that we are too domineering. We are too problematic. I mean, even in that, I I loved that documentary. This was years ago. That documentary that Chris Rock made called Hair. Oh, yeah. About yeah. How, how he was saddened that his baby girls had their natural hair, wanted, asked them if he, they could get perms. Mm-hmm. And they were like four or like five or super young and he was so sad and he you know and they would go to school and they would see these beautiful blonde straight maybe blonde asian hair and they wanted that and like growing up feeling that your image and your hair and things that are you're born with that need to be changed yeah and then growing up knowing that you're perceived in a certain way or portrayed a certain way in media. Like, I'm sure you've been, like, watching television and be like, that is, like, that's not me. Definitely. Like, that's not true. What For the sure. fuck? How does, and, then, and then it continues and continues, continues. And then you go out and you're trying to date or find people and they expect you to be a certain way. And it, it just, it's just horrible yeah i mean i think for black women especially before we cross into standards of beauty hair is definitely first and foremost like how can we make our hair look like other people's hair before anything else and i've been getting my hair straightened since i was seven years old i got it straightened very very young partially because i was tender-headed i have a lot of hair a lot of naturally curly hair and combing my hair in the mornings before school was increasingly problematic for my mom. Be it that I was just too tenderheaded and she just couldn't deal with it anymore. Or the fact that I would come home from school and be like, Hey mom, can I have my hair like this girl, this girl, or this girl, all white chicks, all straight. And I think that from a very young age that puts into our minds, if we want to be perceived as beautiful, you have to have hair like that. We have to present in a way that is acceptable or palatable for white people. I mean, that is definitely something that permeates our 
culture daily life culture thoughts yeah existence for sure and i got my hair straightened i still get my hair straightened but in those formative years i mean i was at the salon every two weeks getting it straightened and then my mom would touch it up and do the whole baby powder thing before dry shampoo became a thing and then dry shampoo came around and that was a lifesaver for me for a while but um this idea that do i have should i stay true to who i am and the look that god gave me or do i conform to a more white standard mm-hmm, of beauty mm-hmm. to make my blackness not so intimidating mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to you know not uh, not stick out as the ethnic girl so if you don't mind me asking yeah. do you how often do you rock your like your rock your, your curls Ooh, um not as much as my boyfriend would like okay um generally i rock the natural hair in the summertime where it's just too hot to go to the salon Uh i'll rock it at the end of the year when i don't have any auditions to go on so i can just sort of be free to be me but i think i've gotten so used to me with with straight hair that whenever I have my natural hair, I don't always feel like me, mm. which is still something that I'm grappling with. Right. And I you were born with that hair. Yeah. And it's it's never going to go away. I, though, would never perm. Just to be clear, I would never perm my natural hair because I'd never get the texture back. Mm-hmm. But like when Brazilian blowouts were a thing and I wanted one super bad, it was my hairdresser that was like, no, no, no. The minute you get that done to your hair, you're never going to have Come, the same coming back. kinks and curls that you have had all your life which does come in handy if i do have to go out on an audition and look like a truly urban girl Uh then i will pull out that look and don't get me wrong it's fun to essentially have two different hair looks and hairstyles because i feel like i'm two different people Uh but i just don't feel as comfortable rocking the natural hair than that i do with my straight hair and Mm -hmm. i think at this point so many of my friends are so used to seeing me with my straight hair that when i have it curly there's generally a moment of like oh my gosh look at your hair it looks so great and i like i don't like that like i don't like that big reaction even if it's complimentary even if it's coming from a good place i don't know i I don't feel feel like i have yeah i don't feel like i have reactions like that for my friends and their hair so it just makes me feel like i am on display uh you're getting a certain kind of attention that's not necessarily the attention that you want yeah it's not mean it's all very positive but yeah yeah i mean it's good that you're in touch and you know that it's not something you're very comfortable with yeah to know that and i guess it's a it's a lowing a learning growing thing i'm like trying to get better every day but when you've got so many societal forces telling you this is a better way to look and this is a better way to present to the world if you want X, Y, and Z in your life, it's hard to figure out the best way to go. Sure, I understand. Yeah. Um, side note. <laughs> side Exactly, a hair side note. Stop making fun of black women and their hair. It's beautiful. It grows out of our scalp. It's not unnatural, but still... We get a lot of heat for it, even in online dating, every single day. That blows my mind. Yeah, but health is also a different concern. Um, Health is another concern. Black women face the highest mortality rate uh, due to cervical cancer, and it's way worse than anyone would have thought. I think that the mortality rate for black women in cervical cancer, I thought it was somewhere around 20%. It hovers somewhere around 30 35%. Uh, And then... African-American women face a higher degree of mental challenges as well, which I think also when you're when you talk about a crazy black woman, watch out for that 
because black people do face mental illness issues more than I would say white, Latino, or Asian people, Mm. mainly because within the African-American community, mental health is something that is not, A, looked favorably upon, and it's Uh not always addressed until later in life. I see. Um, Which is another concern that plagues the African-American community because, A, black people don't necessarily uh, do the therapy thing. Within mm-hmm. a lot of African American cultures, it is shunned. Uh, I grew up with the, the 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 saying: "White people go to therapy, black people go to church." Mm-hmm. And if, a lot of people did did as well. But oh, okay, so that's not just a black thing. No, I'm, okay, I'm, cool. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Shows like Frasier sort of put sort of made therapy a white person only thing, something that black people couldn't really um, relate to. But also because mental health issues whether they are prevalent in our community or not they're not always handled the way that they should be Mm, um getting mental health treatment is not cheap it is quite pricey and so black people tend to find their own ways of handling it and their own ways of handling it might not always be the best way of handling it um which is another sad fact uh i have a cousin that's mentally unwell and he's just now receiving treatment but up until this point, it was a, a thing that was very quietly whispered about in our family. It like wasn't hush, really, hush. Yeah. yeah and anytime mm-hmm. you talk about something in hushed tones and whispers, it, it doesn't normalize it. And it yep. makes it seem like there is something Come very wrong. Very, very swept wrong. under the rug. Yeah, exactly. Let's just not talk about it, even though there's this giant elephant in the room. Right. That can, needs addressing. Right. We can all see it. For sure. Uh, yeah. And, and we just... We we are now addressing it, thank God. But it's good. It um it was challenging. It was challenging for a while. And I think that when someone talks about a crazy black woman, crazy can mean that you're just acting irrationally. But crazy can also mean that there is something mentally wrong that uh, needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. And I think that black people in general aren't really given the hey, there's a mental illness thing happening here that we need to address. I don't think that it's handled the same way it's overlooked i think it's overlooked a little bit yeah and it's stereotyped as opposed to being treated i see the way that it like that something might actually be chemically hormonally imbalanced in the brain right versus like she's just crazy like that right. girl's crazy. like exactly <laughs> yeah which is a sad sad thing and it's deeply troubling but um it's the reality that we're living with especially in our especially in the united yeah. states yeah um Another reason that black women are perceived as not desirable is because we're always judged as being aggressive, full of attitude and awkward in the workplace, which makes me super sad. But that's not a crazy thing. That's not the first time I've ever heard that. Um, The number of times that I have overheard my black friends talking to each other about how they can't speak in a certain tone of voice or need to temper their excitement, temper their rage, temper their irritation in order to make their blackness palatable mm-hmm. for their white coworkers is enough to make me lose my mind and want to like put my fist through a wall. Yeah. I feel like we sort of talked about this with black women tropes, but we it did. still persists. The yeah. this idea that whatever anger or sadness we're feeling, we have to make sure that we, we're not scaring other people with it 
is still something that's very much prevalent and alive mm-hmm. and well. And it definitely does seep into the online dating world. It definitely seeps into the real world. And it makes us uh, less favorable to date. Right. And I think it's just overall, it's just you're not even willing to meet this person for coffee because of their skin tone. And yeah. then you associate that with because they're this and they're that and they're this and they're that. I think that is where the problem is mm-hmm. versus, hey, we do have common interests. Let me meet this person. You never know what's going to happen. But because they're black, because they're Asian, they have all these things attached to them. And that's what you don't want to deal with or even meet. Absolutely. And that's a problem. For sure. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten the whole you're different than other black girls. You're not like the other black girls I used to date. And I always want to be like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Like what, when you're telling me that, does that mean that the other black girls that you have met or dated, are they argumentative and hard to deal with? And I'm not, or are you telling me that the other black girls that you've come into contact with, um, have, have quality, personality traits that you find completely displeasing but i have somehow come along and changed that for you yeah you know what i mean yeah it's such a loaded statement to tell someone it because is. i feel like when i when i come across people that tell me that at least i did in my dating life um i never quite knew how to receive that receive that right and what is it, and what is it that they're exactly trying to tell? If if they do want to compliment you on your qualities and your virtues and your values, then talk about those. Right. Don't talk about just how different you are than the other black girls they dated, because right. that's that's not the best way to communicate. No, and black women have had, have had to fight their entire life to be treated equally and fairly, and yeah. we still are fighting. Oh yeah, in the dating realm, I know for me. I have a lot of friends that when they're going in to date someone, they have their X, Y, and Zs of what they will do on a date. I'm going to flatter his ego. I'm going to laugh at all of his jokes, whether they're funny Ugh. or not. And um, I think for pla- stand my that. black friends, they're like, I think I'm just going to, you know, I think I'm going to try and be as honest and real as possible and stay true to me. I'm going to try and not to scare this person off with my uh, perceived black interests uh-huh. are, or the fact that I, I can be a little bit excitable at times and when I get excited I sort of raise my voice and that can come across and it's really aggressive so I'm going to try and temper that. I don't know. It just feels like my black friends who are on these dating websites are not free to be the person that they truly are. Right. I think like you mentioned in our other episode, last week's episode when we talked about the most desirable mm-hmm. uh, online dating or in general, Uh, The fact that you shouldn't dim your light for anyone, Mm -hmm. regardless of who they are going to be in your life. True. Same goes for that. I think you need to be as authentic as possible. And if your authenticity is to be a little bit more loud when you're excited or then then because when you let's say it does end up going well like you were saying before within two to three months those true colors are gonna show absolutely and then what happens then exactly you know absolutely you don't want to get your heart broken you want to be you want to know right off the bat hey like this is gonna work this isn't gonna work Mm -hmm. i feel like the more we can hopefully date like that the less nonsense we'll have to deal with right black women also have to work three times as hard on these dating websites to get responses back. Oh my goodness. Which I thought was a really interesting statistic. So basically black women have to essentially treat online dating as a second job. Never mind the fact that black women in general are 
are hired less than women in other races, we then also have to get off of work and then come home and then work on these websites if we want them to work for us. So that's another hiccup in this equation. The fact that we have to put ourselves out there three times as much as our white, Latino, or Asian counterparts. Because of just what you look like. and just because of what we look like to get a fourth of the response. And I could see how that is completely enraging and maddening Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. if you are a black woman on these sites, how it just seems so dismal. And maybe some of you didn't even realize like, oh, wow, like I am putting in a lot of work into this and didn't notice that that's not maybe not normal. Yeah. You have to. Right. Someone's interested in you. They should respond. For sure. And I mean, what is really normal on these dating websites? I wouldn't like know. For interpretation, I definitely maybe, don't maybe know. Maybe I'll find out. Maybe I'll sign up. Maybe you should. Maybe you should be the guinea pig and Whoa. let me know. All right. Report to me and our <laughs> listeners and just let us know. How my online dating life is going. <laughs> Gosh. But seriously, it just makes me so sad that we have to work. There's a trope, again, yeah. in the twice African-American community. We have to work twice as hard to get half as much. And that definitely... Definitely shows its colors here mm-hmm. uh, when when looking for just a suitor to go on a date. With. Right. Just to Statistic get a date. wise. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Kind right. Of it's not like you're getting it's not like you're buying matching curtains tomorrow. You know, it's like no. just a simple date. Right. And it kind of makes me wonder, is online dating for black women as successful as it would just be to just do it the old fashioned way? Yeah. Just go out put yourself out there right. so someone can actually meet you see you as opposed to yes. looking at a picture and going nah, uh, i don't like darkies she's got cult she's got hair that's too curly yeah 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 i don't know it's just sort of i it i don't know it's kind of like do we do we put the picture do we, do we make our profile picture us so that people can see who we truly are or i've got friends that have their profile picture as like their dog or a really pretty landscape so as to hide the fact mm. that they are african american women they don't want to be judged just right on the their bat. looks alone so they I mean, that's kind of smart things. you know to put up something and yeah. then give him the chance of actually seeing you in person and feeling you out and maybe something can come from that. But the fact that that even has to be a thing is also really sad. Yeah. And I mean, I know I have African-American friends that do that for their like Airbnb profiles, something like that, where like discrimination is very much alive and well. Yep. But when you're talking about dating. Yeah. I mean, eventually you have to be seen. Eventually the person who's courting you is going to want to know what you look like before going on the date. So it's sort of like you're, preserving yourself but only as much as you can until you have to excuse me until you have to uh let the cat out of bat absolutely it's gonna come out eventually you gotta might as well do it now yeah Hmm. it's 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 really sad yeah so how do we fix this how do we encourage our listeners to not discriminate when they're sitting behind the comforts of their computer screen and how do we encourage our black women to and Asian men to uh, to get out there and be more successful in dating. I think black men or I think black women and Asian men should just date each other. That's, That's what it. I think. Period. I think they should date each other and populate the world with beautiful Blasian babies. Yes. To make everybody jealous. Yes. And and then rule the world. Agreed. Agreed. For All sure. Right. Over. Done. <laughs> this, this episode's done, y'all. Um, <laughs> no, I. I mean, yes, <laughs> let's do that. I I think I think it comes down to just realizing like 
like let's i'm gonna talk about me because i don't i can come from i know who i am go for it like if i have certain experiences with certain asian men that may not have been as positive as i would have liked to in my previous dating life let that not be the 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 factor the filter the 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 pair of goggles that i use to see asian men got it so when i do meet certain asian men um I'm open to the possibility of him being everything that I've wanted in a man. Okay. And I feel like the more people can just be open to let's see where this goes or let's mm-hmm. see what this person's like versus being like, oh, I dated a black girl once and she was like this. So f- like, fuck that. Yeah. Right. Versus being just like, well, that was one experience and it didn't end well. Mm-hmm. Let me see how, like, let me see how this girl is. Like, let me see, she might be a really cool chick, you know? Totally. She might not be, she might be kind of this, but she might be really talented in that. And that might, you might really meet someone and be like, wow, they're really, really cool. I like, I really like you, you yeah. know? So I think it starts with just not letting any past experience, any past relationship, any past like horror date be the one that rules everything yeah because i do think that experience gives us experience with experience comes stories comes baggage but i think that when that experience is stunting you right from progressing forward yeah that's when that experience is no longer beneficial to you and if you feel yourself like i don't know you're at a bar or anywhere and you meet a, a black woman woman or an Asian man and, you know, you start feeling those thoughts or you start feeling the closed off energy. Mm-hmm. Like, just break it. Yeah. Just do something, like take a shot or like, you know, <laughs> like just do something crazy to snap yourself out of it and, and allow yourself the chance. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself the chance to just get to know this human being because in the end we're all one and it really doesn't matter. Yeah, definitely. I think that a little bit of self-reflection and self-awareness in this particular context is good it's easy to discriminate when you're sitting behind your computer it's easy to discriminate when you're swiping left and right on your phone and you're not thinking of these people as real people with feelings right but they are yeah they are just like you right they are single they want to find love too they have one heart they have two kidneys they have one liver they want to be successful and happy in life like they are just like you right we're all fundamentally as human beings dealing with the same things Mm -hmm. and the less we can you know stereotype and put on these filters and and be ruled by our past experiences then the more we're just closing ourselves off to any possibilities out there yeah because our world is only getting more and more mixed yeah so join like join in yeah like, have exactly fun, you know? be a part of the change that you want to see in the world yeah. not to quote gandhi but be a part of that change yeah because it's not going to our world isn't changing the way that it used. It's not going back to the way that it used to be. Right. It's rapidly changing um, for the better. So right. be a part of that. And change. like take a risk, have fun, like go out and play. If you've never dated an Asian guy, cause you've never been interested in them. I don't know. And you're on okay Cupid or anything or Tinder. And you're like, Meh, let's just go for it. Yeah. Message him. Be like, Hey, like, I don't know. I've, I've never, I've never like, uh, how are you? What's up? And see where that goes. You like, you just never know. I mean, the world is full of possibilities. It's true. And it might be really fun. It could be your own social experiment unless, you know, if, if you have good intentions, hopefully. Right. Um, I think it might be fun. Oh, agreed. I got nothing to lose girls. Talking to my, my, men. my beautiful, amazing, strong, ambitious black women out there. I would say, A, do not give hope, do not give up hope (laughs) and hang your head low and feel as though 
you are not worthy of love because of the fact that you've got an entire online dating pool telling you, I don't want to be a part of you and your life. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to remember that everyone here has something beautiful to give to the world. We, we all have beautiful love to give. And I think to, to allow people of other races to essentially tell you you're not worthy, you're not beautiful. And don't I don't buy into it. You, do not buy into that mm -hmm. at all. Mm -mm. Um, and if you're looking for a dating site that maybe is a little bit more friendly to African-American people, try black people meet. I'm just yeah. saying I have some friends that have had success on that site and they've met amazing black men, but they've also met amazing white guys too. Interesting. Just a thought. Yeah. Just a little food for thought. Right. Go for it. And I think Fun. in general, anytime you are finding yourself um, either consciously or subconsciously ruling out an entire cultural group of people as romantic interests, stop and think where that's coming from. Stop and, and just do a little bit of check in and see where that urge to completely wipe out Asian men or completely wipe out black women is coming from. Mm -hmm. Is it a fear-based thing? Mm -hmm. Is it a, uh, an intimidation thing? Mm -hmm. Is it a, I just don't know. I've always dated X, Y, and Z. So right. I don't know what this relationship is going to be like kind of a thing. Just stop and check in. Cause I, I bet the answer would surprise you. Yeah. And I think there, there really is nothing to lose. And if you're really out there just to have fun. No, not, if you're not, single, what do you have to lose? A couple of hours for a date? Yeah, no. Right? I totally agree. You've got and, and and just put yourself out there and have a good time and you honestly never know what can happen. It's true. It's so. true. Don't give up hope. Though online dating definitely scares me. Who knows? Yeah, I know. Hopefully I never have to go on it. I hope I never have to go on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope so too. But if I find but if we do, them, we'll let you know. There you go. <laughs> but I think Jackie, I think you should hop on to these sites. Oh, I think man. you should tell us how your experience is going. <laughs> I think that our our listeners would would be interested to know firsthand, like what it's like to be part of the most desired uh, demographic. <laughs> and uh, we, we want to know some results. I want to know some results. You want, okay, I'll do it just like for you. Perfect. All right. <laughs> for the sake of black and yellow. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you later. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.